Welcome back to Sister Brunch with me, Fanchon Cox. And me, Anya Adams. Sister Brunch is a podcast about Black women plus striving and thriving in media, entertainment, and the arts. And we cannot wait to share more stories with you over the next few weeks. Today's guest is our first actor and singer, Alex Newell! <laughs> They're known for their role as Unique Adams on the Fox musical series Glee and Mo on Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist for which they earned a Critics' Choice Award nomination. I was there when that happened. Amazing. Newell also starred as Asaka in the 2017 Broadway revival of Once on This Island at Circle in the Square Theater. I also saw that and it was amazing and received a Grammy nomination for the role as they should have. As a singer, Newell has released tracks with Clean Bandit, Blondie, and The Knox, and has released numerous dance pop singles that have garnered millions of streams and U.S. and U.K. dance chart success. Yes, we are so, so honored to have you on. We know you are busy. We know you've been dealing with the pandemic in Girl. ways that we can't even begin to imagine. We know that you need to have some rest time, but we are thrilled to have you on, Alex. You. you guys are sweet. That little bio thing makes me sound real important and stuff. You are so important. No, I'm as kind, I'm as smart, I'm as important. And yes, I just had the Covisha all up in my lungs, but I got her out in five days. Five whole days. Because that's how we do. That's, that's how, how we you do. do. Don't worry, I have my Pedialyte on stat, like next to me at every juncture, because um, I don't know, dehydrated. We, yes, we need you. We need you. Stay so stay hydrated. hydrated and all of the above. Alex, okay. will you take us back to like the beginnings, especially as a gender non-conforming person, a black person really striving to be in the industry. Can you, t as far back as you want to go, could be the day you were born or <laughs> wherever you'd like. How, How did you, you do this? this? I don't especially know. With <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. How did I do this? I have no clue. I am probably one of the most luckiest people on this planet. But I've worked extremely hard to maintain said luck. Um, <laughs> there was, a, I think, I was two years old and my mother took me to our state fair in Massachusetts and she turned around, uh, turned around to get me um, a juice box and I ran away from her and walked onto the stage, grabbed the microphone yes. and started singing. No way. Yeah, so that's the origin story to my villain. <laughs> <laughs> but that's when I, I've always known that I wanted to be a singer. I Singing was my first passion. And for the most part, acting and everything else kind of just fell into my lap. I knew that I wanted to sing on stage. I knew that I wanted to bring joy to people when I sang. I just didn't know what that looked like. And I'm so happy that I've been lucky and worked really hard. I said yes to a lot of things. A lot of things, and now I know what to say no to in my in my short twenty eight year twenty nine years of living fraudulent slip fraudulent young in thank you where in Massachusetts I just gotta know real I'm quick. I'm from Lynn it's a little small town where there are more black people than white what yeah 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 and I went and my mother put me in the whitest of white schools I went to um uh, a Christian school from the time I was in first grade to third grade. And then I went to a charter school. And then my high school education was a Catholic school where I was one of three blacks. Whoa. Wow. So my code switch Whoa. is really good. 
Which is why you're such a great actor now. Yeah, it's just like I really can just manifest whatever I want to be. Yes. Were you encouraged, like in the school environment, and especially in being gender nonconforming, was that something that came later, or were you were you able to be free with that? As I was, because I know Massachusetts. By the way, I I also I grew up in Boston. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm just saying, there's some interesting folks. It's strange. At you, I say that I went to a Catholic school, but my principal at that Catholic school was probably one of, she was a nun, to be honest with you. Sister Kathy, love that woman to death to this day. She checks up on me, she calls me to this day. As I was finding myself, she just let me. You know, we had a uniform at the school where the boys wore, we had two polo colors, black, white, and navy blue, three. And then the girls had white, and they had pink, and they had yellow, and they had the black one. And they, I was like, hold on. <laughs> holla, 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 holla. Why I can't wear the pink one? I want to wear pink. I would yes. like to wear pink to school. And she was like, go ahead. Have fun. Wow. And like in the rule book, like that's how they marketed it. That's how they sold it. And she let, let me. Um, you know, we as you're in a uniform, you didn't have ways of expressing yourself other than accessories. And so, you know, I would go to Paxson and find the tightest of khaki pants and walk my behind through the school. And I would throw a scarf around my neck. And I, that that's how I was known, always with the scarf on. But she she really, I, I don't think I really realized how much room she gave me to express myself and really find who I was, which is a beautiful mm. thing. And I think more people should just give kids room to find themselves, make their own mistakes make their own opinions on themselves, find different roots. And, you know, with having that, it freed me in my expression, in my acting and finding myself. Who gets to play a high school student while being a high school student? Right. Like right. no one gets right. to do yes. that. And so that's what really gave me the freedom to do that. And I she really did that for me, especially being a nun in a Catholic yeah. school. This is Sister Brunch with Fanchon Cox and Anya Adams. Stay tuned for more of our conversation with our inspiring guest, actor and singer Alex Newell. We're back. Check out more of our conversation on working in Hollywood with Alex Newell. So your first kind of big thing, I, I'm bringing it up just because it's a part of your trajectory, is the Glee project and getting through there. So you kind of established yourself as this amazing singer who was playing this really interesting non-binary character. Do you feel like once you did that, people were just open to you? you know, playing these different roles as you move through? Or were there challenges once you left Glee? What what did that look like? I think that there was a lot of challenges. I know there was a lot of challenges. I can't think. <laughs> if there was, you know, where do we put Alex? Where does Alex fit? Yeah. And it was a lot of, well, go out for this role. Let's see if we can change their mind. Go out for this one. Maybe they can change it and mold it to you. And there wasn't anything that was set in stone for me because... Back then in 2012, which was only so long ago, <laughs> there wasn't terminology. We didn't have the mm. verbiage. We didn't have the language. We didn't know we were still learning and adapting and things were coming to back then. And so yeah. we, didn't, we didn't have the word non-binary. We barely had the word gender non-conforming back then. I would walk carpets being as stunning and fabulous as I am. And people were like, yes, oh, are. so what's it like being trans? And I was just like, I'm not trans. 
Yeah. And then they're like, well, what are you? And I even I was like, well, bitch, what are you? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. it's, it's that. And it's trying to... Back then, it was literally just figuring it out. And so now we have all of these tools. We have all these resources. We have definitions. We have structure. And I think it's a beautiful thing. But like, I was part of the first part of that and figuring mm. it out with everyone at the same time. And it was hard to kind yeah. of carve and manifest in a way a lot of roles. I mean, I, now I only play like ethereal gods and goddesses, but it's fine. <laughs> I mean, that's how you were born. Hey, that, so that's what God allowed for I mean, me. <laughs> but it well, is kind of exciting to know that you're a part of a, you're trailblazing, you're breaking the mold so people yes. could... Could, can now step into these roles and be comfortable and say, well, Alex did that in 2014, you know. Um, but I did find it interesting you saying you were going out for roles that weren't for you, but you were going out to convince them. Yes. Maybe you can change it. Yes. Can you talk a little bit about that? Especially being a, a Black person in that whole situation. Well, baby, let's talk about going in for Mo in general, like on Zoe's Extraordinary okay. Playlist. Zoe's, I mean, that's more yeah. that's more recent. You know, I've known Robert Ulrich for years. He cast me on Glee. He cast me in the Glee Project. Um, he brought me in for this role, the role which started off as a 30-year-old bisexual black woman. And I said, well, I'm black. <laughs> <laughs> I got one. <laughs> I got one. And, you know, I walked in and I read it and I did it. And it was me. I think the common denominator was the love of music that the character, you know, I hate DJing on you, uh, but they always <laughs> want me to do the DJing. I said, I can't be doing all this and at the same time. But the love of music that this character had, you know, you go in these rooms and you want, I, I tell all of my kids because I teach, I say, everyone on the opposite side of that table wants you to succeed. They want to yes. make you, they want you to be yes. the best. They want you to make their job the easiest that it possibly could be where they look at you and they're just like, hope that you are going to be the one that I want for this character, for this part, for this role, for this project. And I had to trick my mind to that and be my best self in the room. And it made me my best self in the room because I am doing a job to convince these people that, hey, it could be like this if you want it to be. Mm. This is also an option. I know this person is white. I know this person is white, but they could be black. I understand yeah. this person is not, not gender non-conforming. I understand this person is not what you think the ideal archetype that you want for this show and you don't even know how to think about it yet. I can yeah. prove to you and and show to you what the possibilities could be. And they're so vast. They are vast, they are richer, and they are better. Yeah. I love yeah. it. I love that it's about your truth, right? Yeah. Because that that's what good acting is. That's what good directing. All storytelling is rooted in that truth and the fact that you're saying and you are in this position to say there are other truths. They're not the ones that Hollywood has told us are the only truths, right? Yeah. I just I'm grateful to you. I think this is yeah. incredible, truly. Are there tools that you kind of tap into? Let's say you're about to go on on, on an audition or or I would imagine just from this conversation already, I'm like, you going to be writing stuff. You going to be directing stuff. Like there's just no question. Right. So what are some tools that our listeners can use? And really us, me and Anya, when we need to tap into that strength that you're talking about to speak our truth. You know, there's only one of you. You can't be nobody else other than yourself. Mm. My mama taught mm. me at a, a good old young age. And I said, mama, <laughs> I have to, I just have to do it. And she said, baby, all you have to do in this life is be be black and die. And I said, 
<laughs> black and yeah I actually okay. have to do both of those things and it created such a vessel of individualist in me I know yeah. that no one else can sing like I can no one else can do the acting truth that I can no one else can be me imitation yes. is only the highest part of flattery so like yeah. no one can everyone can emulate and try to be me but nobody on this planet can be me and I think everyone should know that about themselves and nobody else can be you yeah, yeah. Mm. Okay, I'm snapping over here. Oh, same. I'm like, ooh, I have my inspiration. I have my For inspiration reals. to even. I'm gonna listen to this episode again just as we go back into work in January. It's like, okay, be me, be me, baby. Yes, fashion. So, Alex, you work in so many different mediums, right? And and. So first of all, I'm wondering, did you find any one of those a little more friendly or open to this truth? And where do we need to do better? Yeah. You know, it's hard to be on camera. <laughs> mm. It's hard to be on camera. I have to get a facial every two weeks. I have to make sure I find my light all the damn time. Mm. When I am singing in a studio, it is dark. The lights are off. Ain't nobody care yes. what I look like. I'm in sweatpants. I'm never in a sweatpants. <laughs> I, am, I am myself. I think the music mm. industry, as pigeonholed as it is, where when it's time to go out in the world and be a person quote unquote, no one's a person in the music industry, but um, that the music and what you get to do is so freeing because no one cares what you look like because as my favorite quote from Dreamgirls, nobody can see her on a record. Right. <laughs> nobody can see mm. your face in the music. They can't see yeah. you when you're listening to something. And I think that that is so broad. I think we can do better by like, Knowing that not everyone is perfect, I understand that I look good at every light and angle. But okay, like, well, you can't help that, honey. I can't <laughs> help it, honey. Even God is putting sunlight on my face right now, and I'm just like, it's Lord, I'm like, Lord, just, what did I do? So I don't know what now. God did for me, but no, that's not reality for most people, <laughs> other than me, because ain't nobody can be me. But um, I think we need to do better by showing people and real people and i think that we're going yes. towards that we are leaning yeah, towards yes. that not everybody has the abs not everyone has all the hair down to their behuta not everybody right. is <laughs> always snatched and pulled like we have we yeah. need to move mm -hmm. from that and show people and you know it it's the truth i mean there are some people that wake up fully beat I don't know that person. I got to say, I you know what? I have seen Jennifer Lopez when she just woke up. That's a whole nother story, but she looked good. She did. That's unfair. A couple people. I would imagine you are. You, I feel like that's you. And some, you're right. Some people just. But but even that is an aesthetic that we've been told is beautiful. Yes. Right? right. Like one exactly. of the things we have to push back against all the time is what what do I really believe is beautiful, right? right? What, what is really, truly yeah. attractive versus the messaging that we've gotten? And that's what I love. I feel like you are pushing back against all of that and yeah. in all your beauty and all your gorgeousness and all your fabulousness, right? right? Stop like it. Tell me more. <laughs> Let me just tell you how much I love you. So I want to ask you a little bit about, you were, you've been talking about like, uh, the different projects. I'm wondering what stories you are interested in seeing told. There's so mm. you said there was like this vast world that's you know not been tapped. But like, are there stories or things that you feel like or you would love to see that you haven't mm. seen yet? You know, I would love to see more of a uh, 
uh, mother-son kind of relationship. Because, you know, I love my mama. I don't tell her yeah. that often because I don't want her head to get big. But I love my... I wrote a whole song about my mama. And people yeah. love it. But I, I love that relationship because I have had one of the strongest women raise me from the time I was six to mm. still <laughs> to um right now currently right. Um, um, still raising me um yeah. by herself I watched yeah. this woman fight her way to be able to pay my high school tuition and give me the the opportunities that I don't think that I would would have had without her I've watched this woman work 11 to 7 from 11 o'clock at mm. night to 7 in the morning I have watched mm. her hug me and go to sleep while she sent me to school I have yeah. watched her make so many sacrifices um and her strength and in that made me know that nothing in this world is that hard wow. <laughs> nothing else is that hard mm. To make all those sac to sacrifice seeing your own child so that they have a better life is a brilliant thing because some yeah. people don't know what that unconditional love looks like. And I really mm. want to see those stories. I want to see the struggle of that. I want to see the beauty in that because the, it, there is so much beauty because I am my mother's dream. I am yeah. my mother's dream. I am mm. the hard work that she slaved away I am the product of that that I get to sit here on a compound in Los Angeles and live my <laughs> dreams by singing and dancing and acting on stage by making television by making films by recording by touring by seeing she always says you get to go to all these places and I'm so proud and happy for you and I'm just like mm. one day you will be right there with me because yeah. I don't fly coach and I'm not going to buy two coach tickets baby so um so I will leave you directly <laughs> Hey, it's Fanchon, and you're listening to Sister Brunch. We'll be right back. And if you haven't already, go ahead and follow us on Twitter at Sister Brunch. We're on Instagram, too, at Sister Brunch Podcast and Facebook at Facebook.com slash Sister Brunch Podcast. Leave a comment, slide in our DMs, and share your news with us. We want to celebrate you and all your hard work. You already mentioned on film, you know, kind of on, on camera, these, you know, hitting your mark and making sure you're in the light and all the, and I found as a very brief TV film actor <laughs> that, that I felt like, like a prop, prop. <laughs> and because so many of the decisions were in other people's hands, unlike even with theater, where you have this opportunity to explore with a cast and your mm. rehearsal process and with the writer and, and in singing too, because you, that is you is coming from your voice. I'm wondering, first of all, do you have aspirations as a writer? If you don't, we gonna tell you to do that. Yes. Um, <laughs> But are you able to, you've already talked about even in the audition process, but let's say once you're on set or even in, when you're doing the table read, do you have opportunities to to really push for agency for the characters you're portraying? Yes. Baby, I got a big mouth and I use it. <laughs> yes. A closed mouth does not get fed. <laughs> and the squeaky wheel gets the oil. Yes. I am, I'm a big yes. proponent. So true. It's so true. I always say things. I mean, you know this. I'm the first one to say something. If I don't like it, I'm not going to do it. Mm. They ain't no telling me what to do. But it's always within reason, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> Anya, she can let us know because she was on set with you, wasn't <laughs> I think you should actually... This is really interesting because I think it also ties into being black. Uh, it's, a, it's a stereotype that's there is the... You always say what you think and what you feel. And it's very... It's not... Um, 
It's not targeted. It's not mean. It's just matter of fact. But people really respond to that. Differently, like, you know, yeah. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Because I think it's important to share your, share yeah. your truth. But then with the amount of power that you have, people really, mm. it's like, how do you mediate that? Exactly. Or, you know, talk a little bit about that. Mm. <laughs> it, is, it is. And I run in it all of my career. I've always run into this. When I well now that I've come into the person that I am today because when I was ugly it was just like okay sure yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm here what do you want me to do I'm here I'm not losing this opportunity now the bag is secure I'm the first one to be like um let's not do that and people are just like whoa yeah I mean I've had directors look at me and say you don't have to be difficult and I said first of all I'm not difficult but I can be difficult. I can make this living hell for you. you I can make, we can be here for 16 hours, baby, Mm. if you really want me to be difficult. But it's that it's, you know, a lot of people aren't used to black people speaking up because, you know, they sometimes in the back of their mind, you should be so lucky. You should be so lucky. You're here. Why are you not respecting my time? And it's like, hold on, hold on. You're not respecting me now. Yeah. I've said so many things that people just think that I'm just being a diva or I'm being uh, mean or it's targeted or they get defensive and they shut down. I'm just like, well, if I were white and a straight man, you, it'd be fine. It would be perfectly fine. You'd be praising me for being assertive. Exactly. And, you know, kind Clear. of saying. And if I yeah. was a mousy little white girl, it'd be the same thing because I would just start mm-hmm. crying and you'd feel sorry for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You would just feel mm. sorry for me. But no, mm-hmm. I just happen to have a little melanin in my skin because I'm a little darker. I'm not a Kelly Rowland, but I'm not a Beyonce, so I'm in the middle. <laughs> um, they, for those they, of you who are just listening and haven't seen Alex Newell before. I'm in the middle of Kelly and Beyonce, but I'm not Michelle. Um, but they, have, they take pause with that, and it is very yeah. hard. And you know, I stopped caring. I literally okay. just stopped caring. I can't pacify you. I'm not your mama. I'm not your mama. I'm not your daddy. We are here to play adult make-believe. Yeah. It is adult make we is adult dress up, everybody. It is not that damn serious. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I hear what you're saying. It's like, and so you, as you said, you had to establish yourself, right? You have to get yourself to that place where you have that kind of leverage. Once yeah. you do and you feel it out, right? You feel it out. Once you have that leverage, you push it some more, you push it some more, and we, I got I'm, I'm 51. So see, knowing that the work that so many before you have done to get you, like I think about Whoopi Goldberg, yes. and, like oh, yeah. so many people that, and that it, we are getting to see it happen. It's yes. just, it's truly beautiful. We are getting to see you all for you to be able to speak this way. I, I'm, I'm literally tearing up because I'm like, it's um, inspiring and hopeful. Yeah. It's like the work that, that everybody has done has led to this. We should ask about future stuff. Yes. Um, when are, when are you getting up? us the script about you and your mother? We go on, <laughs> No, you know, I'm just wrote, you know, I do do the writing. I do do the writing, darlings. Um, uh, when I say I do the writings, I look at a writer and I say, this is what I want because I am terrible at typing. These hands, they're made for just making cooking and things and getting good <laughs> manicures and gesticulating. <laughs> but um, I did write a pilot that I that oh, is yes. about my, my mother's need for me to have kids quickly oh I said, interesting i said hold on <laughs> i'm 29 <laughs> she said yeah late i said hold on you had me at 36 ma'am don't put that on me <laughs> don't 
don't care. put that on me. I'm young. I'm, I'm you beautiful. I'm yes. gifted. I'm black. <laughs> and she's just like, I need it now. And I'm just like, oh. <laughs> all right. So it's she really wants grandbabies because you know wow. she. I'm the youngest in my entire family on both sides. The cousin above me is in her forties, so that's the oh, gap. Wow. So you're the one. You know, I'm, you don't have I to, am you, V. You have to come through. I'm V1. Yes. You know, she, yeah. our, her sister, my aunt, just became a great-grandmother. I said, well, you, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, baby. That's a lot of pressure. That's I don't know what to tell you. I, I, I can't. And mm-mm, can't be me. Won't be me. I'm too busy for that. But it's that. And I have so many projects, and I'm sick of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sick but, of them. Wait, uh, how, like, okay, let's talk, though. Like, are they musical? Are they mm-hmm. theater? Are they television? They're everything. Is everything? Okay. I, I got an offer to do a workshop in London in February. I got an yes. animated Netflix movie that I can't talk about at all. Um, yes. <laughs> I got another animated series. I got, uh, what else do I, I got too many things. I'm so tired. Okay. I, was, I, yeah. I ain't take a vacation in my adult life yet, so I'm just a little tired. Oh, no, you need that. I do, you don't need I? That. But these yes. people, yes. they keep me in somebody's theater, on somebody's set, in somebody's no, vocal booth. Need... I'd be tired. Oh. Did you get forced into a little bit of rest because you were in A Christmas Carol? Yes. The Amundsen. Yeah. And that was supposed to play through the new year. Yes. And now, what, tell us what's just happened. Well, I got COVID and uh, the show closed. <laughs> 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 Baby, Basically. I didn't know how much power I had until I got COVID. That's it. Well, look at God. Everything closes Everything down closed. when Alex can't be there. Look when at the them. white man got the COVID, they said, uh-uh, shut this shit down. <laughs> I said, I, it's in my lungs. You and like I didn't do nothing for me. Mm. <laughs> but as soon mm. as you so got it. It was done. Yes. But, you know, I don't like staying in quarantine. So I got tested every day until it came up negative. I didn't care. Yes. for you. I didn't care. I went directly to that place and got swabbed. Yes, yes. And so now you are you going affirm here with us that you're going to take some rest and tell us. <laughs> see, and what are you going to do for rest? I tell don't us, know. Tell, yet. Us. tell our li- okay. And let let's say for our listeners uh-huh. who need to know about self care, uh-huh. what would you recommend? That Baby, they do I'm the listener. The I, I am the I'm listener. The <laughs> it's me. Tell me. <laughs> it's me. I don't know how to rest. I've been working oh, yeah. nonstop since I was nap 18. ministry. Do you follow the nap ministry? Oh, d- but d- d- stop. I am the praise <laughs> and worship leader of the nap ministry. Yes. Okay. I don't fall asleep okay. any and everywhere. I don't care. <laughs> I, I, I was filming uh, this children's show on a day off because I flew. I was doing a Christmas carol. We had a, a four days off and I was going back to New York and they gave me the offer to do the little puppet show. And I said, while I'm here okay. and I'm sitting like this, just sleep. And the nice PA comes in, Alex. <laughs> Alex. And I said, huh? <laughs> sleep. She said, it's amazing how you could just sit up right and fall asleep. I said, that's a gift and a talent. I love sleep. Sleep is me. That is how I rest. You don't sound like the blood. Of, you don't sound like the blood of Jesus would not sleep. I'm sorry. This is true. Okay, there you go. Well, there so you go. One other thing we we didn't talk about that you may or may not want to speak to, but are you comfortable about talking about your salary? Yes. About what you make? 
Absolutely. Let's just quickly just touch on that. Like, what do you make as a guest star? And maybe like, what do you make as a series regular? Illuminate that for folks, because I think people don't know. I always am be a guest star so they don't hold you down. Okay. (laughs) Be a guest star, come in, twirl on the girls, and then twirl Mm. your ass on out. Okay. They don't own you for seven years. See, that's where they get you with this series regular. I would like one, please. Another one. But (laughs) that's where they get you. They get you right in there. Mm. They're like, oh, yes, you get all these episodes guaranteed, this, such, and such. But on a guest star, if you negotiate correctly, I mean, guest star top of show is what? $9,500 $9,500 now, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what yes. it is. But that's like before tax and agent fees and things like that. Mm. Baby, I was broke as a joke on Glee. Then people had me living at uh, the Park La Brea in Los Angeles uh, where the rent was $4,900 a month, but they would have me in two episodes a month making eight eighty five back then an episode, mm. and I wasn't incorporated. So after tax, I was making... What and three thousand dollars each episode? Wow! Yeah, poor. Wow. Having yeah. to re- return shoes to Nordstrom just to pay my rent. I said, uh, uh-uh, this is <laughs> not it. <laughs> this is not it. And then you know, by the second season, I was at twenty thousand dollars an episode. But you yes. know, that's still not incorporated and taxable and agent fees. So it was more like ten, uh, yeah. eleven. So, and then, you know, that third season, I was at 30, an episode. And yes. so I got incorporated quickly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I said, you uh-huh. ain't taking all my Very money off point. the fam. Y'all make, yep, get incorporated. I think yes. the, it, it's always make yourself a business because you are. We talk about yes. being a brand, a brand, a yes. brand. A brand is pay me. That is yes. my brand. Hand me a paycheck and I will show up. Yeah. That is yeah. your brand, and you have to make sure that you are a well-oiled machine because this mm, is yes. a business. They don't call it show business. It's not mm. called uh, playtime. Mm. Right, right. We don't do this for cocktails. Mm. I, and mm. I love being transparent, especially with black people. When I was on Broadway, I was telling these people exactly how much I was making. Well, will you talk about that for theater? I, well, you so know, cause... theater, there, we have our equity union where the base minimum to be on Broadway or a union contract is like $2,100 a week. Okay. I don't know how anyone can make that and make a living off right. of it. In New York. It, yeah. In New York City, in Nueva York, while yeah. paying agent fees, while paying taxes on it, and paying your equity dues, you're coming out of pocket for, you're making what, $4,000 a month? Right. Right. And my rent in New York is $4,000 a month. I said, well, look at me just having a place to live. Ain't nothing in it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but right. I'm always very transparent, especially about black people, because I want them to know to get what they are worth. You yeah. get the yes. money that you are worth for. You, your talent specific, your, what you bring to the table. I would go around that theater and I would look at company management and I would look at general management and I said, I understand that I am just a number. I'm a bottom line. I know you want me in this building no matter what because you want people in those seats to see me and my gift. Pay me for it. Mm. Right. Mm. Pay me for I it. I love it. I mean, that's why we got to ask. You that's have to ask. And so also, don't be scared. Don't be scared yeah. to ask how much are you making? Yes. So that I know. Because that's, that's how the machine works yes. is for us not to know so that we take right. a lesser salary. Exactly. Right? Yep. I mm. also hate the word favored nations. I'm always like, favored for who? Wait, can you explain what that is? So favorite nation means that everything is just blanketed. That everyone, everyone is the same. Quote, unquote, everyone is the same. 
But you know, there are tears to favorite nation. Like I'm favorite nations to whoever I'm billed with sometimes on ah. that level. But the person that's billed above me is a favorite nation to themselves. Right. So that's Ooh, what that's favorite nations mean. I said, I, it's not doing me a favor. It's not. <laughs> Mm. It's not doing, but on Broadway, people thought that I was making bukus of money because I was the draw. I was the star. Apparently, if you're listening to this, I was the star. I was amazing. Hello. <laughs> um, but um, I wasn't. I was making three thousand dollars a week. Right. Scream, mm. Screaming okay. for the girls in mm. the sand pits of New York City, going around Manhattan, singing everybody's gala, going to the morning shows, going to the night yeah. shows, doing the show and pony shows but making three thousand dollars a week and the day that i asked for money they said why mm. i said what you mean why you're making a whole lot of you money ma- off you of making me, bukus so... of money on top of my back yeah yeah <laughs> so if you could just run me i don't know a couple extra thousand dollars i'd be so grateful <laughs> i would be mm. so grateful if you would just give yeah. me an extra like thirty dollars no, but it, it's that. And, you know, yeah. I remember the conversation of them, like, threatening to pull me from the Tony performance. And I said, go ahead. I could use the day off. Oh, yes. I could, yes. I, I could use the rest. Mm. So always, don't be scared about money. And if someone's making more than you, there is always going to be somebody in this world making more money than you. Yeah. There's always going to be somebody making less money than you. Mm. Mm. Know these mm. things and be comfortable yes. with those things. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Love it. And Love I mean, it. specifically what you're saying is know your worth. Know your worth. Yes. And don't doubt yourself. Know your worth. And mm. know that you're, like you said earlier, know who you are. Because, you know, who you are is your brand. And it is so unique. It is you. It is. And that's really important. Yeah. Mm. And the, and the, Alex, you're so awesome. Thank I you. know. This is amazing. This is so, yes, so beautiful. Alex, Alex, thank you so much. It's been amazing. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Ah, darling, kisses, hugs, all the things. Thank you well, for having me. Well, we're looking forward to seeing how all these projects unfold, and I hope that you do get a little bit of rest, maybe we one do. or two days of just sleeping. Enjoy mm-hmm. that time. And we hope that you come back when you're, you've done all these new things. and Yes. You because, because you've, you've been, been wonderful. wonderful. You know, I really love it. I'm, I have one note. Y'all going to have to start bringing champagne and mimosas for brunch. I'm very, we will do this. I am very upset. This. I am very upset that I'm not buzzed. It's a really good one. <laughs> we, we will, the next time you come on, champagne will be provided. Praise that God. That was the intention. That, that, was, a, the original, that was the original intention. That's how it got conversation with the fabulous Alex Newell. Visit sisterbrunch.com to find out more about them and how to support their upcoming projects. Follow us on Instagram at sisterbrunch podcast. We are also on Twitter at sisterbrunch and on Facebook at facebook.com slash sisterbrunch podcast. Have you got questions for our ask sisterbrunch segment? Visit sisterbrunch.com to fill out our questions form and we might just read and answer yours on the air. Also sign up for our monthly newsletter to get job tips and viewing recommendations and whole lot more. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review our show on iTunes. Your support is so helpful and really important to us. Our senior producer is Sonata Lee Narcisse. Our show producer is Brittany Turner. Our executive producer is Cristobal Nsia Boade. 
We acknowledge that the land we record our podcast on is the original land of the Tongva people for those of us in Los Angeles. Can't wait to see you all next time. Take care until then. Bye.